When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the latest episode of the Terrace Extra. I am your host, Craig Fowler, and it is part three of Beers and Mail. Helping me to answer your questions, it is Tony Anderson. Hello. And Joel Sked. Howdy ho. <laughs> really? You can tell as these podcasts go on, they, just even the introductions are getting stranger and stranger <laughs> as the lager keeps coming. Right, guys. First question. Again, this is from our old pal, Callum Scrimgey Scrimgey Oh we Scrimgey Scrimgey Callum There we go Go with that You are manager of Peterhead Your aim is to be as successful As you can with them The bad news is that You've known managerial experience At this level The good news is After Jim McAnally's reign It appears Peterhead Don't sack managers easily How long do you think You'd last And who would last The longest Out of the Terrace Terrace contributors On this episode So the three of us Oh right. A week that <laughs> my enthusiasm would wane so fast. I'm, I'm, I'm not traveling up to fucking the, the, the only reason I think it's, it's me that's lasting the longest is I can drive. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's, let's say, for argument's sake, let's say that we move. So we get this job, so we move to Peterhead. Oh, now I'm already fam- now, now my mental health to be fucking. <laughs> I need a madry at every turn. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's good. you get sacked because right. you're, you're pulled over just drinking a mad yeah, yeah. uh, between Aberdeen and Edinburgh. I, I've, I've, I've thought of an answer for this. So I think the, the one that would last the longest, I think, is Tony. I think that's the. I think Tony would be the best, the, the best type of personality to go into a football dressing room. Yep. You, Joel, you wouldn't be able to issue instructions because it would just take too long. Yep. <laughs> it's only part time players. Like, I've got to go. I've actually got. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got. I've actually got what. <laughs> And, uh, oh god I thought something I'd be rubbish I've completely forgotten it now um, do you just want to like you <laughs> yeah, well, that is that, uh, too much of a dweeb <laughs> here he I comes ma- the boffin with his laptop and his fucking wrestling imagine, t-shirt on <laughs> I ma- imagine you walked into a Scottish football dressing room wearing your the terrace t-shirt on a um, LGBT Q plus flag yes a rainbow flag rainbow flag yeah. aye that's it they'll never accept me I'm far too left wing for, for football changing rooms. 
I just hide my politics and just have a right good laugh yeah. with the lads. Oh, you'll be joining it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No phones, no phones. <laughs> <laughs> it's just banter. Aye. Yeah, I'd, I'd be that. My catchphrase would quickly become it's just banter. I'd turn it to Richard Keys overnight. It's just banter. <laughs> I love Richard Keys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I'd also get pissed and misses him a lot of shite. Guns <laughs> <laughs> <It's> get <laughs> three in the morning. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, I've got work in a posty at fucking 6 a.m. <laughs> so now I want to file a stream of consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just remember the manager got told just to do that. Just, just, uh, he would get steam in and just uh, put stuff in the group oh, chat. Oh, yeah. Aye, who was that again? Oh, God, I can't Ma- mind, I mind Martin Woods. I, I don't know if he was steaming, but it was, uh, it was late on a Saturday night. And it was, it was uh, the message is kind of really hard to read, but um, he slid into my Instagram DMs and went uh, went through me. Aye, that was funny. You were right, though, he's shite. I was, but it's, uh, it was it was back in time where I'd, I would I'd write stuff and I'd try and be funny, and mm. it would actually it was actually quite mean. I think. Imagine <laughs> I was a bully. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll fit right in. Just go back to your old ways. You'll be a fucking Peter manager in no time. <laughs> you did one time. Uh, it was it was Owen Ford Williams. You said like a monkey at Edinburgh Zoo. <laughs> There's one, there's one time I made, I, I made, uh, to say, I, I can't say it. <laughs> it's 2023 and I can't say it. I'll tell you off here. I'm a Welsh goalkeeper. Right, this next one comes from at Tollbooth Cobbles. Who should slash will be the next Scotland manager? No disrespect to Steve Clark. I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> so I don't have will. Because I think that's a bit harder. Should yeah. I think is a bit of an easier question, more of a fun question to answer. I've go got, oh. I've got a great shout. I, I have to say, I'll, I'll give an assist to this to Graham Thulis because mm. he originally came up with this idea a few years ago. I, do, I think this was during the period where Strachan was under severe pressure. And Marcelo Bielsa, yes, mm. Marcelo Bielsa, sexy. That would be incredible. Former international experience as well. I believe. Really good international yeah. experience. Argentina took Chile to their first World Cup since 98 when they took him to 20, uh, 2010. Did we play good football? Yeah, and he's... Play aggressive football as well. Yeah. And just, we've got the players that are all fit it's, as fuck he, these days. He plays, he plays in, a, in a manner which would go down well with the Scottish public because Ooh. he plays direct and fast. Doesn't have... Uh, can play with a target man and he is quite quirky but he I think people that play, play with him can't speak highly enough about him even though he is a bit of a... Uh, oddball a bit, of, a bit of an oddball yeah but in a really good way just be after series leads team you think like sending your players off to play for Bielsa in international football as a club manager would like your heart would sink about how much he's going to come fuck. Out with us. <laughs> fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> even, a, even in a friendly he'd be fucking he, he ran 70 kilometres in that match <laughs> but it's more like they just uh, the, the players coming back for it. I've just worked on the Bielsa. Yeah, I'm, going, yeah, I'm going back to <laughs> insert manager's name. Yeah, yeah Dean Saunders. Cheers <laughs> <laughs> of a clown. <laughs> Being managed by Neville Southall dressed as a baby. Cheers <laughs> of a clown. That's a saint, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, so I, I would. Um, I would die a happy man if Bright be also a Scotland manager, but I've went for because he'll fail at Portugal, Roberto Martinez. That was my So he's gonna have to take he's gonna continue on the international being an international manager, but he's gonna have to drop down why on the do top we, down Why do we have to take some loser on the decline? Well, from the Portugal job 
Ah, even Belgium, rubbish. Portugal, presumably rubbish. And then Scotland, <laughs> presumably Belgium, rubbish. I mean, we could go, the, the, the chat, I mean, we had a debate about this on the chat about Martinez. Is it unfair to say he was rubbish at Belgium? He got them to the World Cup semis and they got beat by the eventual winners in France. And then he got them to the quarters of the Euros and they got beat off Italy and they were pretty unfortunate. And uh, they went on to win it as well. So he I, beat by the two former, the two guys who went on to win it. I think, um, but he did fail with the, the a brilliant yes. side. So I mean, it's, I think if you were asked, if you were to ask Kevin De Bruyne, I think he would say that Martin De, Martinez failed. Mm. But I mean, Matt, Kevin De Bruyne seemed to piss every single member of that squad off in the last <laughs> World Cup. But it, it, <laughs> with the Giants that were coming back about who old everyone is. It, it, it did seem that it, it, international football just because of the nature of it. it's not it's not a league. It's very difficult. I think he did well in I think he did well Nations in one Nations League, league yeah. But it's, it's very difficult. I think he'd done an okay job. It's always and it's just a bit. I think you just see with the fact that Portugal went and got him right away that he probably is highly thought of in that place because he's willing. He's also the level of manager he is. He's willing to take international jobs. Because it just doesn't seem that many are really that fucking bothered about Luis Enrique at Spain. He's a brilliant manager, and obviously well, he won a treble with Barcelona. But um, that was pure circumstance because he was in between jobs. The guy pissed off to Real Madrid on the eve of a tournament, and then he ended up taking the job on from there. But again, that was he. He would never have took that job in normal circumstances. I think the I think the big thing with uh, being an international manager, you need to be flexible. You need to be able to adapt. So you need to be able to, because you can't just go outside players to your liking, you have to adapt with the players you've got. I think Martinez and Enrique are both too dogmatic for um, to be really, really, really good managers at international level. And then we've got... David Moyes. Now, David Moyes, I'd be a shout. Could, he would come in and do... He'd he probably do all right at Scotland, to be honest. Yeah. I think he's spoken before that he quite liked the job, but it was back uh, when he, I think he was still looking for a club job. Yeah, when, it, when things were because things went tits up for boys, where it looked like nobody was going to touch him again. Then he'd done unbelievably well at West Ham, and now we're like, hmm, back to normal, Moisey, is it? Uh, <laughs> getting back to Scotland's Moisey, are we? <laughs> Realistically, we did it because. Yeah, 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 Jack Ross. <laughs> um, I think I, I've got a feeling, and I think more and more the fans might come to this as well, then maybe we just keep Clark for fucking years. Yes. I think, yeah, I think Clark's very, I think it suits him. Mm. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This next question comes from Arthur Lee Kelly. Mm. And Steven this- Gerrard could be the next call manager after he fails at Poland. True. <laughs> This is a great question. It's such a good question that uh, we're not only going to answer it in this, we're also going to do this as a separate standalone podcast and rank the top 12. And then 
hopefully do a Twitter poll that gets hundreds of thousands of views because Rangers fans share it widely because they're very, very angry about it. Hopefully. That's that's the dream. But anyway, reach for the stars. <laughs> what is your favourite quirky feature of a Scottish football ground? I actually found this to be a bit more uh, difficult. Just really, yeah, I found it found it actually quite difficult to uh, to go. But from my own ex- own experience, I've only been to Annan Athletic once, and that was to see Annan Athletic against Cowden Beef. I went and but they had them like an away gate, so I went in the social club beforehand, and then there was an away gate. So you, but you had to walk on the road, a busy road <laughs> around to get to the away gate. Not only that, you had to walk through a. Astroturf pitch where there was a scheme of seven sides going on so I actually had to they had to stop playing seven sides as we walked through and then in, in, into the uh, into the bank entrance that was um, so yeah that, w- that was definitely quirky uh, Paul McQuaid scored for a of beef did I run down the front to try and high five him and he dinged me uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> the, the pub is at uh, Annan that we were in yes that was fun there's a, good a few co- have kind of stuff like I, that I though. think that was really ace like right on there then letting us just come in and, and in the boardroom for half time and eat pies that was a good quirk for me <laughs> well I'd, I'd, I don't want to impinge too much on our upcoming episode where we do a bit of a deep dive and we'll get somebody like Duncan on and maybe one or two others who've, who, who've done <laughs> yeah who've done a bit more travelling to grounds than, than we have yeah. but I'd, I'd three I'd the outside of Rangers main stand it's nice. No, nothing else really looks like that in Scottish football. The old kind of red brick Grand design. Uh, it's really, really kind of cool. And Wraith Rovers, I was like, this Wraith Rovers stand stopping because there's a road. <laughs> it's in the ball just continually going over the road. This car <laughs> driving past. Rafe, I think Wraith Rovers is one of the most, you'd probably call it most, one of the most quirky grounds in the 42. Mm, yeah. Just because the situation, uh, where it's situated beside the railway, uh, like the railway stand, I've always wanted to go in there. I don't think I have been in there though. And the and the final one is the shipbuilding crane at Morton. Morton. Yeah, but it's, the rock, is, is that a quirky feature of the ground? That's just just as a sight. You can just see it in the background. That's it's a not quirky, part it's of the a ground. Feature of the ground, isn't does, it? Does the rock at Dumbarton. You, you can't see it. That's that's yeah. a big issue. They, they they built the stand on the wrong yeah, side. Dumbarton. Get to my tits up. Check other other quirky things. I mean, you miss the old quirks of like Easter Road and Tyne Castle for us when you had the sheds. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, if you like, I used to love the fact that you just you just you just you just piss you just pissed in a room. There was no, nothing in it to make it a toilet. It was just a room that everyone went in and pissed. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was nothing in it that made it a toilet. The smell whatsoever. must have been indescribable. <laughs> yeah, 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 there was nothing in there to make it a toilet, but people used it as a toilet. The switch of the light. It's a kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, woman like, but, a, a, quirk, a quirk I like is it cowed and beef that no matter how many fans go, they still only have one kettle. <laughs> but there's one. Like Central Park's yeah. full of quirks. Ah, yeah, just yeah. like the, the, the tires. The tires. Just, yeah, just uh, like the, the fencing around it. Um, uh, cowed and beef slows the runs. Civil service, um, civil service strollers <laughs> down at Marine Drive. That is the biggest slope I have seen in a very, very long time. Diag- like kind of diagonal across a pitch I don't know dimension I'm going to say 10 feet Albion Rovers you can maybe say just because they're, gro- they're entire ground it just seems like it's situated in like a back like a communal back green it's just like flats around about it yeah it's so weird yeah, you have to I, I do like the fact with uh, Albion Rovers you need to walk up for a very very small stadium have to walk up a lot of stairs mm. together End up saying that you need binoculars to see in. <laughs> that's not a favourite quirk. That's not a quirk. It's a mistake. <laughs> At Niall McGinstan asks, would you rather Hearts or Hibs won the Europa Conference League once or the Scottish Cup seven times in ten years? 
confidence league 100% I, I, I was finding this one tough yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I'm actually going to go Scottish because I just think how much I've been about to, to get, to get you've won a European how, trophy no but, no, but how, many, how many times I get to get around certain people yeah, in Scottish yeah. football Aye, I'll, I'll, basically state. every time I've had to fuck an old firm team Joe, Joe, you know, Joe you know what football's like right? even if you win the conference league one season if the next season you're rubbish everybody's miserable but, but if you win the Scottish Cup seven times in ten years that's a ten year period where you're just going to be happy I'm going to Europa League and I win that Craig, you've got the other nine years. You've got a star on your uh, your, your top. <laughs> I didn't forget about the star. We cool could have the star. Got a star. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, but think of the teams that you could potentially beat. And no, win that's the what I mean. Like I mean, when you look at the Rangers, you know, Paligra, that's one that you can you sort of look at. As think of the potential teams you could beat in the Scottish Cup. Seven years out of ten. Celtic. Always beating Celtic and Rangers and probably uh, Hearts and Hibs and Hibs every time. Uh, what about Hibs? Would you rather beat? What would you take if it was Hibs in the I'm Scottish Cup seven years out of ten, beating them every single time? <laughs> Imagine it's the, the seventh time. Great, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming, boys. Uh, uh, cheers again next year. Uh, the, the bus parade. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 well done. You're just able to get on the bus. Nobody's fucking out. None of the players are there anyway. I can't be fucking bothered. Uh, but uh, the, you know, the, uh, the confidence was hard because, the, like, think, think about how much debt you would go into as you like later you'd be that way because you go to all the group games like you do. Oh, you spend all your money. money. You spend all your money on that. And then it'd be like, right now we're in the world of credit cards because we're, we've made these. Tony Mal- and we're through again. <laughs> and like, you're, 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 Tony so- Malwood, well, I'd, I'd got my credit card down to a manageable balance, and then we got uh, four European trips away. I went on three of them, and by God, it's gone up. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's impossible. Like so, yeah, there's that as well. Next up, we've got one team in Glasgow. One. Which of your club's former players do you like the least and why? I actually read this wrong. I've written down a Hibs player. Uh, my club's former players and why? Um, Jimmy Hamill. That's just always an easy one. Yeah. Uh, didn't like his demeanour. Didn't like his playing I was, style. I was going to go... Didn't uh, like his stupid lack of celebrations anytime he scored because he was annoyed that the fans were annoyed that he was rubbish. Yeah, like he's that good. Good yeah. enough to have those sort of moods. Shushing your own fans when you're scoring a free kick in the Scottish League Cup semi-final. Yeah. He, de- he deserved to miss that penalty. In the shootout, the only the only Hearts player I've booed. The only I've never booed a Hearts performance, but I booed Jamie. We won. Oh, yeah, you're not there at the end. There. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I'm never there with him. It's too shy. Yeah, I'm gone. No. Uh, one, three, I one, left man. the derby after 32 minutes. <laughs> Having left the Celtic game after 35. I mean, that means I paid a pound a pound a minute. I was in that game. It's basically a week. You thought you, saw, you went to two games and saw 67 uh, yeah, minutes. Yeah, I left the Celtic game. Like, Dude, that's my that's my cue. <laughs> What's the point of staying? Yeah, what is the point of staying? Yeah, no that's that's a big thing. I don't, I don't understand it. It's like uh, there's folk who just, they'll just, they'll just sit there and they're like, right, this is, this is, my, this is me suffering. Uh, I've been there, done that. I want to go to the pub. Uh, I'm just wandering up the street having a laugh. <laughs> Move on. Uh, fake Alreiras. Uh, he signed for Hibs in the end, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't play for Hibs either. And then he, he was, was getting wide. <laughs> He was shy, and then he was a mouthpiece on yeah. mouthpiece on social and media. And he couldn't get a game for Hibs either, but he was still a mouthpiece about. Yeah. So it was a weird one that um, obvious one for me, probably Matt Dory after the comments and in twenty twelve, Lee Griffiths has hardly been sound <laughs> since, since he left Hibs. Doesn't make you really proud, uh, even though I, I never found like the more the more the more Lee what the more stuff Lee Griffiths does. The Derek Ryder must be thinking I'm a good guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ryder and O'Connor, absolute top laddies. <laughs> I definitely don't uh, uh, like Ryder. 
I mean, you're, you're barely here a bit rather than these days. Lee Griffiths and uh, O'Connor take all the headlines. Yeah, I know half. Um, so uh, I think the Matt Dory one's probably the most obvious because he just treated you. And he apologised later in his career. Did he? Because I, 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 I was looking up the other to look at it and he apologised saying I was young, stupid, because obviously just... Just being an, an arsehole. There's no, there's no reason. Just take take the fact that you lost. There's no need to like rub it into the to the club's fans who turned up. What what's the need? Like what does he? What do you, how do you benefit? Next is Scott. Scott Christ. Look at these beers are taking effect. Sean Davy. Mine is a, well. It's not really a two part, Sean. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to disagree with that and and just not say it. I'd be interested about a team that isn't a typical rival team that you just don't like. And conversely, one that you have a bit of a soft spot for as well. Mine are the two Dundee clubs. Always kind of the soft spot for Dundee United. Don't know why, really. It's always quite like to see them do well. And I've never really liked oh, Dundee. Can't, can't go that far. No, 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 no. Aye, no, that's that. Yeah, that's too... I was just kind of on autopilot there as I finished that sentence. I, well, I Taking I, the beers away for you, you now support Dundee United. <laughs> <laughs> Dundee United, are you? I think, to be fair, I think if it's anybody, like say Hearts are going to finish third in a season, there's a team I want to see do well in that particular campaign. I think Dundee United are typically... No. Who would you pick then? Motherwell. St Johnston. Because nobody cares. <laughs> what? Why? Just I think the, the fans the, are a pain in the arse though. The, the least offensive, the least offensive, and I've, I've, I've really enjoyed. I really. I'm really offended by a lot of suggestions. I really liked. Uh, I really liked Tom, uh, Tommy Wright. Okay, what's he doing now? Does he want the Scotland job? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think at Motherwell, I've had a bit of a soft spot for. Okay, you're talking about the quirks of the ground. I used to like the cigarette thing that they had up. That was cool. He's always seen me win it. Uh, we win it far by a lot. There's loads of good games when we go there, and I suppose they do do some good community stuff, um, and they just relentlessly, uh, relentlessly. Every that's day. nice. Um, but so at Motherwell, I've always thought, oh, and I quite like the, the up and at them football that they they are that people are talking about. They wanted to be away for. I've always been relatively fond of it. Um, uh, so I don't know, mother, and, and I just here I never come across Motherwell fans. Like Graham was like the first one that I ever ever met. So I've never had them annoy me. Until, uh, until, yeah, Graham. <laughs> until, Graham, uh, and then we just left them at the pub. <laughs> uh, and then I like, I like their wee, their wee young team as well. I've warmed to that over the years. I yeah, like I appreciate fact, that. I like the fact that they, they seem people to work it. And Motherwell's sort of like just such a quintessential Scottish town. Got fucked by Thatcher, working class as fuck. So I suppose it just feeds into the things that I say that I like that I probably don't really care about. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you dislike? Uh, don't like those don't like those hearts no, that's <laughs> uh, and obviously I can't say Rangers and Celtic because no. that would, that would or, Aber- Aberdeen. or Aberdeen or Aberdeen can't even say fucking Aberdeen nah, it's, a, it's a rival not, not a huge fan of Kilmarnock man alright uh, just boring as fuck yes shite boring fans um, and they play, they always just always they always sweat it out as well. They're sweating around something you. about something about rugby rugby park the way end at rugby park it's just it's the way end is massive, so mm. it must be one of the biggest away ends uh, in, in, in Scotland. World football, football. <laughs> yeah, in world football. Kelly, Kelly, do numbers on you all the time, even though they're again they they they're sort of like that. They're like just Tony, small we, enough to be fucking annoying, but they're still big enough that they always stay in yeah. the league and they are going to do all right. We, We've we've won something stupid like three games <laughs> in the last seventeen. That time castle against Kilmarnock. <laughs> so I just it's just why and then they, they they win things completely randomly. Mm. Like the the the, the Van Turrenburg, they weren't even. A, it's like normally I feel like you have to earn winning these trophies. Like you have to. Be, they've won them when they're not even that good. And that's not fair. 
so I just uh, I, again it's it's there's not it's not based on much. It's just a team that I don't particularly like. I don't like the strip. I don't like the colours. I don't like the fact they wank about pies. Um, Ah, there you go. Really, really hammered home my dislike of Kelly when. Looking back on it, it's actually really it's, it's quite funny. Where uh, Alan Combe was, uh, we're getting to be at Rugby Park. Alan Combe turned to the Hearts fans and started kissing uh, his, his top, but it was kissing. <laughs> it was a green. It was a green. It was a green kit. He was just kissing the green. And then, <laughs> yes, so the yes, Fans are going metal. Then he comes across and he goes, "Oh, just kissing the badge." <laughs> Brother makes more say, I'm just kissing a colour. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a colour for you to kiss. Red card. My, uh, does it have to be Premiership? No, no. No, no, no. Um, so, like, soft. Falkirk. Mm, yeah, don't like them. <laughs> yeah, understandable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from Hibs fan. Yeah. Uh, soft spot, cow and beef, that's uh, always, always has been. Dislike Spartans. I've got a real dislike for Spartans. And. They're a bit preachy. Yeah, they're just there's 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 some <laughs> what people think about this podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> they're just there's just something about them that I just we're not that we're not that an ad bet victor. Yeah. Yeah. There's just something there's just something about Spartans that I just yeah, we've got board. we've got some we've got some preaching brewing in the background. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a statement at least. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Shit, uh, Aisley Park hate it. Oh, what a fucking woeful stadium that is. Heat it. It's bad as it gets. Bad as it gets. It's like a, it looks like a prison, but I don't know what prison is like. Park Thistle's a team I've typically had a soft spot for. Nah. I like... It's maybe because I also... I used to kind of hang about there quite a lot because my cousins stayed down the road and I would go quite a lot, especially kind of summer months, so like early season, and just kind of head along and watch a game. The, the generally, the uh, there's, uh, in terms of the 42 clubs in the SPFL just now, there's 41 teams that I don't want to see do well. <laughs> oh, Airdrie. Fuck Airdrie. There you go. <laughs> right, they could, they're over, overtaking Dundee. They've got a cracking stop, though. Really nice stop. Aye, but still. Airdrie, man. Come on. I suppose I have a bit of a soft spot for Aloha because my dad lives in Clapman and... So I ended up going to games with him to watch them a few times. It's your uh, dad a Hearts fan. Hey, sorry, an Aloha fan. No, he's a no, massive yeah, Hearts yeah. fan. <laughs> never, never really liked Peterhead. One pound Stovies the last time I was up there in the <laughs> club, but it was really nice. No, you're going to be the manager soon, apparently. No, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Still can't remember why I'd be terrible at the job. Yeah, because you'd be too preachy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's a football game tomorrow, but we see what the Tories been up to. Yeah, yeah, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> just tell me what I'm playing. The whole fucking lot of them vote for Conservative just to get back at you, man. <laughs> your, your first signing's going to be Danny Denham. <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay, next one. This comes from Dave. If you had to remake the A-team using folk from Scottish football, who would you cast in the four lead roles? Yeah, Tony, I, I can see what you, the, the kind of arm gestures you're making. I struggle with this as well, but I have taken this I've from... never watched the A-team. I know, but I've taken this from Wikipedia, hmm. so we can go through them one by one. So and, then, and then figure it out. So, right, the leader is Lieutenant Colonel John Hannibal Smith, whose plans tend to be unorthodox, but effective. So hey, I, I, I read he was a master, master of disguise slash brilliant tactician. I'm going to take... Microphone, Joe. Sorry, I'm going to. Uh, he was meant to be a, a master of disguise and brilliant tactician. I'm going to ignore br- brilliant tactician and go Ali McCoist. 
<laughs> simply because Harry 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 um, <laughs> remember remember the disguise he did, uh, did with uh, when he was um, promoting the Ranger season tickets with that bar graph that just looked uh, all over the shop he just kind of believed it oh that's really good Rangers and there was like a 1000 uh, season ticket difference and uh, he's obviously he's, he's an actor as well so he can he can play different roles Everybody, nobody thinks of it now because they're brilliant and they win all the time and he's hailed as the best manager in the country and deservedly so. But when Ange Postacoglu first turned up, everybody was going mental about those inverted fullbacks and the, the weird way that he set up. So I'll go for him. I know I've got one for the next one anyway and I've just read it. Okay. So the next one is Lieutenant Templeton Peck, usually called Face, face or Face Man, is a smooth-talking con man who serves as the team's appropriate... <laughs> Rotator of vehicles and other useful items, such as sorry, as well as the team's second in command. I've, I've read it as a uh, smooth talking and hugely successful woman. I thought con man. I just uh, uh, smooth talking con man. I thought Lee Johnson in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that'll do. Appropriator of vehicles. Now, now we're maybe getting into. Uh, what Lee Wallace? They just they don't show a car and fire. No, no, he, he didn't. He didn't. He no, just, he just, he just fired just, an air gun. Yeah. Just fire an air gun in a in, a, in someone's car. Who's, who's stole owned. a car? Uh, I don't have anybody stole a car. Alan Lithgow was wanking in a car. Charlie Adam wrapped it, wrapped it in the tree. Yes, yeah, wrapped one in the tree. <laughs> he was wanking in a car. Yeah. I mean, I, I sorry, I perused over that far too quickly because I'm <laughs> into the crime. <laughs> I know. It's the, but it was a, if he's in privacy of his own car. Uh, no, he was driving up to uh, women. Who was the... Oh, nah, don't do that. Including one with a pram. Plus, you should always have two hands on the wheel. I reckon he was, I think he was in the passenger seat. Oh, was he? Yeah. So someone was driving him around. <laughs> so someone was driving him around to wag towards the road. I thought that. That got bonkers because that means he had someone beside him who was making it. <laughs> so he's said wanky, he's like, drive up to that one. It's actually just a taxi driver. I'll give you an extra 50 quid, just drive over there. He does it, and then drives away to the next victim. So what time do you finish, mate? You ever played the um, arcade game Taxi? Yeah, I mean, there's one on this like Sega Saturn. Yeah. Oh, what was the Dreamcast? Taxi was on that. Oh. I think. Just uh, maybe just rebrand it. Wh- Wanksy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know an artist? <laughs> the team's pilot is Captain H. M. Howling Mad Murdoch who has been declared insane and lives in a veterans affairs mental institution for the show's first four seasons. <laughs> so who is, well, who's mental for Scottish football? How do we narrow this down? There's too many names flooding in my head that I can't even think of one. Dick the, Campbell. The, the first person I thought of was uh, Duke Rookvy. He uh, played for Aberdeen and he was just, uh, he was, he would play fullback, but he was just, he was just an enforcer and I, I, I'm, I'm just a rage guy. What about your favourite... Um Favourite ex-Hearts owner? Vladimir Romanov. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's certainly mental. <laughs> and finally, there is the team's strongman, mechanic and sergeant first class, Bosco, BA, or bad attitude, Barakas. I unhelpfully read a bit of the Wikipedia bit where he says, um, something along the lines is really fond of kids. <laughs> <laughs> Toby redacted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Right. Unfortunately, there's too many Scottish people personalities that you can throw that at, so I'm going to have to just move on. 
Tony, do you have anybody for... Oh, I fucking lost it. Right, aye. Strongman. An enforcer. An enforcer. Jim Goodwin. Yeah. Is there not good enforcers these days? I'm trying to think. Bad hatches. Uh, he's got really a stick any, in there. Uh, really any hatchet men, is there? Uh, we are running low on hatchet men. That's what the guy was talking Alan about. Alan Power. But I wouldn't say... I think yeah. he's, no, he's... He looks a hatchet man, but I don't think he is. We don't really have many, and this is what the guy was talking about the four four two thing earlier about Motherwell, maybe on this shore or one of the other ones. Um, maybe we don't have as many hammer throwing teams as as we possibly used to. We could fit in at Marcus least. Fraser after he's drunk and tackled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. <laughs> we could fit in at least one more because this one should be pretty quick. At Tory Hater Perth, which means you must be quite lonely, mate. Would you rather have less money in Scottish football <laughs> yeah. as a whole? But for all leagues to be more competitive, more than two clubs have a realistic chance of winning the league, or keeping Celtic and Rangers with all the attention, good or bad, they bring. Um, I'm going to go, Mr. Tory Hater Perth. You don't know which podcast you're asking this question, right? I'm pretty sure all of us were going to say, make it more, less money, but more competitive. Uh, I don't so give some a fuck what other countries think about the standards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to see hearts with the league. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really overly, fussed, like, overly fussed about the standard. Like, this, the, if, if, if it's more competitive, the standard will find a level. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to get exciting to watch. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like the Joe's Kid version of... <laughs> lose, lose is win, win. No, no. That was uh, fuck. What is it? No, that was the Je- that was the Joe version of Jeff Goldblum for Jurassic Park. Life uh, uh, finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> Shite teams find a way. <laughs> the football will find a way to match up. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I just like don't get me wrong. What, what, what? Something I won't like though is if Rangers Celtic were to leave, it wouldn't feel like you properly won the league. That would, that would, that would stick in my craw. I must admit. In the next season, because I feel like it's I not, wouldn't be as it wouldn't, wouldn't feel the way. But if, if we were just to fucking somehow rinse them of everything and they became little, little like on par with you, and then you won it, that'd be good. That'd be fucking great, actually. Right, I think I'll do this. Thank you very much for listening, Tony. Thank you very much for joining me. Not at all, Joel. Thank you very much as well. You're welcome. And thank you for your continued support of the podcast. And we will talk to you again soon. Hello and welcome to another Terrace Podcast Patreon. My name is Graham Thillis and today I am joined by Craig Anderson. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very well and joined by Sean McGuigan. Hello there. Hello there. Today, um, as I'm sure the title has already given away, we have we have reached a golden age of England eliminations from major tournaments and we have reached the 2010 FIFA World Cup in South Africa. A classic tournament with some great moments, um, a lot of really memorable stuff in this tournament to be honest. Um, and kind of not entirely for horrible reasons either, which is quite pleasant given the, the, the recent past. I say recent past as if they haven't been recording these podcasts for about three <laughs> years. But just like it had a had a lot of had, had a lot of pep to it, certainly. Um and even better than that, the England elimination from this was absolutely sensational. I kind of feel that there is only really one place to start on this one. Um, does anyone want to guess where I think that might be and whether you agree or disagree with me? I, I, I believe it is probably the entirely legitimate decision to, to rule out um, Stephen Gerrard's goal. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's way, way, way further into this. I, I, I and, suspect... it, and it was Frank Lampard. <laughs> Frank Lampard, sorry, yes. Uh, is, it the, is it the Sun headline? Yes, Sean, you're absolutely right. 
What did the Sun headline say? Uh, it said easy, which uh, so that was England, Algeria, Slovakia, and Yanks. Slovenia and Yanks is correct. It was easy. They had the, they, they qualified for the World Cup. They were going to they do the draw. They were going to smash the draw in that easy group of just teams that don't really play football on it. <laughs> Let, let's be honest. The English invented the game, so why are these why are these upstarts even playing the game? And part of the reason why this tournament holds such a a fantastic uh, part of my memory is that it's not even like the it's not even like at any point they were particularly good and were just fucking miserable throughout the entire campaign, which kicked off right from the very off. Yeah, the game kicks off. Gerard scores in four minutes. You're right. Okay, fine. No, no, but Easy. you're missing something. I don't know if you're oh, going missing. to mention this. What? Uh, if you were watching in, in England on uh, ITV HD. Uh, then, then the tournament kicked off and it went to a, an advert break um, and then England were 1-0 up when it came back Not the first time that ITV had done that either <laughs> It was around about that time as well that Everton uh, scored an extra time against Liverpool in an FA Cup uh, I think it might have been a replay and uh, Everton scored to, to throw, and it sort of cut very sharply from a tic-tac advert back to, <laughs> back, to, back, to, back to Goodison Park going absolutely bananas <laughs> And, and, and Stephen Gerrard scores in four minutes. He's brilliant. We're going to win the World Cup. Easy. Up against, up against the United States. We'll smash them. Smash them. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I, I, I don't know if I've ever watched a tournament where I just felt like I could relax. Because at, at no point... Like I, I, I know I'm particularly bad for it in terms of being worried and generally panicky about England's chances. And generally, I have to turn to... To, to you, Graham, for some reassurance that England might not win it. But other than when, there was a point during the season that, that led into this tournament where Rooney, I mean, he might have ended that season with about 34 goals, but he'd he injured, he picked up an injury against Bayern Munich in maybe March or April, and he never really recovered sufficiently to, to be decent at this tournament. But other than that, certainly by the time the tournament came round, the squad looked jaded, uh, Rooney certainly wasn't in form. That golden generation were kind of on their last legs. Rio Ferdinand a, was missing as well, which which was a, a, a recurring problem in this in this in this tournament as well because it was John Terry and some other gun. Exactly, and but like right as you say, right from the word go. So I, other than that goal after four minutes for Gerard, uh, then Rob Green made his ricket. But when you're watching that first game, you're thinking this team is actually really, really bad, and that's exactly how that's exactly how things panned out. Absolutely glorious as well. Even even the, like you see, you sort of touched on the squad there as well. The squad felt kind of a mess. Nobody felt particularly enthusiastic about Fabio Capello, a manager who seemed hell bent on uh, on making them do things in a very sort of Italian professional way of just I will t- I'll tell you what to do and you'll do it with a bunch of guys who were just like, I have no fucking interest in listening to you, mate. I'm just going to do what I want to do and then we'll, we'll, we'll carry on in that manner. So you're absolutely right. And it, the the selection of goalkeepers within the squad as well, of David James, Robert uh, Rob Green and Joe Hart, which bear in mind Joe Hart was a, a young goalkeeper at the time playing for Birmingham City rather than Joe Hart now who... Even if he was drafted at the World Cup squad, any England World Cup squad, you still look at him and go, he probably do just about enough to not be an absolute bumpkin. David James and Rob Green, on the other hand, 
the, the three names, the three names all scream out fucking howler. Like, like it's like it's like every single one of them. You just imagine it straight away, and it's. Uh, I mean, Pickford does the same in the kind of modern team, but yeah, it, it doesn't really hasn't really actually happened for England. <clears> but um, these ones did do it regularly, and um, and you can obviously throw in. We talked about would have been the last episode we did about um, what's his name. Carson as well, yeah. so they had that real era of guys who were just uh, not good enough. Yes, simply um, not good enough. The 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 real the one that always sticks out in this squad to me as well is the selection of Stephen Warnock as well, who had had a decent season for Aston Villa, but at age twenty eight was like at best a, a sort of functioning backup behind Ashley Cole. Whereas they left Leighton Baines, a player who had been better before and then proceeded to be a better player for the next like 10 years afterwards as well, left him at home because actually we reckon Stephen Warnock's more of a sure thing. Like, what is going on here? Like, what I, uh, I, I read that, that Fabio Capello, who really looked like Postman Pat, I'd forgotten how much really he was Postman really <laughs> until, until I started reading up on this again. Apparently Leighton Baines had basically indicated that he felt he might get really homesick. So that's why Capello just didn't take him. I remember this as well. That was I was going to say. I couldn't remember if it was this tournament, but um, that was yeah. And, and he does seem the type as well, Leighton Baines. If you were to um, like identify it's someone, bananas. Like, but yeah. it's just stuff like that. Like that is that is a resolvable <coughs> issue in some way or another. Like that's 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 how in in a in a modern context, Gareth Southgate would take Leighton Baines. On the basis he's a very good player, and then do everything he can to make him feel comfortable and make him feel happy. Don't just fucking take Stephen Warnock. Whenever I see him on football, folks, I'm like, you're a fucking nobody, mate. <laughs> just laying out advice to the best players in the world. What on earth is going on here? So, first game, draw with the United States, a, a, a disastrous result. Wonderful, great things to see. But you know, it's, it's going to be the low point. That'll be that'll be that. That's rock bottom for this England team. It's a mistake. What, what, what we playing against Algeria next? A team that has Rangers certain half that doesn't really do that much defending in it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll, we'll, we'll take on Algeria. We'll win that game. We'll win the group easy. Truly, had it not been, had it not been an England game, which I was deeply, deeply invested in at the time. I would have tuned out of this game after about two or three minutes because it was an absolute an absolute horror show of a game of football. Um, weirdly, the highest attended game in the group stage for England. Um, dreadful, but at the same time, wonderful. Truly great moments. I just all I remember about this game is it just being really bad. Like I don't, I couldn't tell you anything that happened. So I didn't watch any of the group stage games in preparation for this. But all I remember is it being like. Like dismal as a game of football. Yeah, I, so I don't remember watching this live at the time because I, I I would have worked in I would have worked in Tesco at the time, which probably meant I was I was doing like rubbish shifts. So I don't know when it started. Uh, so I don't remember watching it live. I must have watched the highlights at the time, but watched it back again. Must have been uh, the, the, the quickest broadcast. Yes, yeah, and I was like, this is absolutely dreadful. I mean, the only thing I suppose the only thing that 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 is worthy of mention, other than the fact there was a bit of a failure on on England's behalf. Was a Wayne Rooney? Like I know it's described as a rant. Well, it isn't really a rant. He's just voicing his displeasure straight down the lens at the fact that they're getting jeered off. Uh, but it, it just kind of summed up the the fact that all was not well in that English camp. And I know, like a, a lot of the people, a lot sorry, a lot of the players that have spoken about it afterwards have have said that it was because the the, 
the camp was in the middle of nowhere. There wasn't a lot to do. Capello was a bit dictatorial in terms of what he had or, or didn't allow them to do, I suppose. But then it just felt like that was uh, a kind of 180 compared to what happened the last World Cup, where there was so many distractions and they were allowed their wives and girlfriends. And sometimes I just feel like that's all a bit of an excuse about about why they haven't won it or why they haven't got as far as they as they hoped they would. But as ultimately, if Spain had stayed in that training camp, they still would have won the tournament. It just it, it feels like it's just a, a relentless just moan and gripe about it, which is truly wonderful. I, 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 did, I did like uh, I can't remember was it Rob Green I seen getting interviewed and they'll talk about they had they had so little to do that they just kept watching Wayne Rooney's wedding video. I was like, there must have been, there must have been something more exciting than that, like a table tennis or a pool table. They just watch Wayne Rooney getting married over and over again. Surely no. <laughs> it can't. I mean, I, I mean, I assume they were mostly aware, but it can't be like that interesting either. Like to people, no, who, well, this same addition as well. Why did they have Wayne Rooney's wedding video? <laughs> I don't know. There was no, there was no extra context given. It's just it became a, it became quite a talking point, and they watched it quite often. <laughs> Wayne Rooney just carries it with him everywhere at all times. Just if you're feeling a bit lonely, if you miss me, here's the day we got married. Just in case you forgot it. Craig, you're married. Have you ever, do you have a wedding video? Uh, we made one ourselves um, because someone had sent us like camcorder videos and stuff. So we we sort of put together uh, at some point. Uh, some videos, but we don't we don't watch it regularly. I'm sure I'm sure maybe in ten years we'll show show our daughter. Um, like this was when your mum and dad get married, but um, what it doesn't. I don't think I would if if we went on a terrace podcast. Uh, if we were if we were if we were called up to the podcast World Cup and we qualified, I don't think I would I would take it to our, our intensive training camp and whatever hovel Fowler booked for us. <laughs> You I mean you have to now? Like as soon as we get called up for the, the podcast World Cup, then you kind of have to just to complete the bit at this point. I like uh, the fact that you're suggesting that we would be representing Scotland rather than Open Goal, <laughs> an well, actual football team with actual footballs in it. <laughs> That's cheating, though. It's a podcast World Cup. You can't be kicking a ball and doing a podcast. This is a this is a working man's game. <laughs> I think they're eighth in the Lowland League. I think we can uh, we can do better than that. <sighs> Which takes us to the final game in the group, which at this point, I mean, this could have been the entirety of the podcast, to be quite honest. How many minutes into this? 12 minutes in. Could theoretically have been the end of this, which broadly would have been great as well. Like Ultimately, I would have been absolutely fine to see England eliminated at this stage as they came to take on Slovenia and the Port Elizabeth Stadium, uh, the Port, in Port Elizabeth in the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. Fortunately for England, unfortunately for us, maybe. Nah, actually not unfortunately for us because we know what comes next. Uh, England got a one nothing win um, as the United States the United States defeated Algeria, securing England's place in the knockout stages as a second-placed team. Because yeah, the USA scored in stoppage time in yeah. their game because England were, in fact, England were winning the group in, in Slovenia. We're going through in second at that point. Um, and then that USA goal meant that England uh, England lost out on goal difference, I think it was. It um, was, Goal yeah. scores. Goal yep. scored, actually. Goal difference is the same, but it was a goal score. Um, and that meant because they, I mean, you talk about who they are going, who they did get, but they would have been playing Ghana in the last 16, and then their, their potential route would have been Uruguay and the Netherlands to the final. Um, they were probably not as good as the Netherlands team, but they would have probably fancied, fancied themselves to get to the semis on that side. Instead, what happened... 
Instead, they drew uh, England. Oh, sorry. They, instead, they, instead, they drew Germany, Craig, um, as they came up against the... I was going to say, well, I, was, I was very, very clever there, do a link in terms of what... Uh, they came up against the Group D winners, which was Germany, which, again, allowed a sort of a, a good bit of build-up in it to it as well, because it was a case of, like, well, do you know what? The group stage was rubbish, but it, it can't... like England can... It's, it's against Germany... It's got to be. It's got to be better. It's got to raise the game. Raise the game against a, a what they view as a rival. As the Germans are completely indifferent, as far as I can tell, towards the English. This um, uh, that this game, this game kind of panned out exactly as it. I suppose exactly as it should, if that makes sense. In that, this English team was just past it. It, it yeah. was guys who were the wrong side of thirty. As I said, that kind of golden generation had was now just starting to run out of steam and the players that were coming behind it were nowhere near as 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 good but that German team was just a bunch of incredibly talented reasonably young 20-somethings and it, it kind of looks like if you're playing fives or something and you've got a young team playing against a, a load of kind of old has-beens and that's kind of how it was like the, the German team had so much legs and so much pace and so much power and and England were just absolutely no match for them, and I know, I know there was that argument that if, if that goal, uh, and let's face it, it was a goal, <laughs> had, had been allowed to stand, then I, I think it would have been like two goals in a minute for England, and maybe they would have went in at the interval, and the momentum would have switched. I, I honestly don't think it would have done. I, I think England, uh, I, I think Germany would have come out in the second half and, and still blown them away anyway. Yeah, I think the the England team like they got they got absolutely battered in that first kind of twenty five minutes, half an hour, and, and it was two now when you're thinking they could, could go anywhere. And yeah, there was that kind of. Ten minutes of madness for the goal, the the disallowed goal, or the it's not even a disallowed goal. It's just a a, a thing that that wasn't disallowed or allowed. It just <laughs> nobody nobody acknowledged the the possibility of it being a goal, and then uh, and they had a couple of chances, and then I think in the second half uh, Lampard was it hit the bar from a free kick, but beyond that, like it, it, Germany were kind of playing shooting in for a lot of the game, and. Um, yeah, that like that was like Germany went on to beat Messi's Argentina in the the quarterfinals four now and and were pretty tight with Spain. I think that was maybe the two best teams at the tournament that semi final. Um, so yeah, that was um, although they didn't learn a lesson from like uh, beating an aging team Germany because they subsequently sent one to the twenty eighteen and twenty twenty two World Cup. When I was still seeing some of the same guys that were playing in this game still <laughs> rolling out of the last World Cup, you're like maybe it's not a surprise. Um, but yeah, the, the the thing that really my abiding memory of that game is the fourth goal. Like I, I know that obviously the, the Lampard moment, and it was sort of super early days of social media, and the number of jokes you saw about it about folk like redrawing the line, so it was actually just like a wee point. So the ball was well inside the line as long as you were looking exactly at that. But kind of to illustrate your point as well, Sean, the the thing that really sticks in my head is the fourth goal. Yeah, as the ball breaks. And Mesut Ozil, who has never been a, a remarkably uh, come across as a, has never had a reputation for an incredibly hardworking and incredibly fit or incredibly athletic player, is just jogging away from Gareth Barry. And you see Gareth Barry, there's a shot at his face, and he is he is running as hard as he possibly fucking can. He is emptying the tank at 3-1 down to try and, 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 and close the distance between him and Mesut Ozil. Ozil's basically jogging and he's just accelerating away from him. Crosses the ball for Muller, who, who smashes it in to make it forward to Germany just to, to 
it completely round off the round off the day and round off the goal, round off the result. It was that thing with Barry where he was trying. He, he, at first, he tries to. He thinks I'm just going to wipe him out here, and then he thought he thinks I oh, maybe can get the ball, and and he he feels he kind of bounces off those a little bit as well, and it's just like yeah, and and you you, comp- you combine that with the first goal, which was just a big long ball over the top that that made his staff closer gets in behind and pokes in, and then the third goal, which is just like straight through David James, and it's like it sums up all the feelings of that team. Um, Matthew Upson scores, but the fact that Matthew Upson is playing is um, yes. in itself. Um, indicative, indicative of of the problems with this team. So, see when you're talking about uh, kind of illustrating how how this this England team had, had run out of legs. See if you went back to the first game. I think it was was it Jose Altidore was running yeah. past running past Jamie Carragher at one 0 And even though the stadium was packed to the rafters, I'm adamant I could hear Jamie Carragher wheezing as he tried to get. <laughs> As he tried to get back in. So, but, anyways, but in terms of that, in terms of the Germany game, other than the other than the other than that Lampard strike, which I reckon the only the only time I've seen a ball that was more over the line was when was it when Patrick Thistle scored against Dunn United or vice versa, and that is how it is stanchioned. It's either a goal or a penalty. It has to be one or the other. Uh, the, the Germany's third goal, and again, you know how sometimes you watch an England game and there is a, a moment. Uh, or like a sentence or something that the the comment the commentary team says, and then it ends up like backfiring or the opposite happens. So Lampard, as you said, Lampard had, had struck the bar. He had another dig in the second half, and obviously he'd, uh, he'd had that effort in the in the first half. He was lining up another th- free kick when it was two one, and the commentator said something along the lines of, "Is this the moment that Lampard draws England level?" Five seconds later, Germany had a three on two, and then five seconds after that, it was three on one. It couldn't. That free kick could not have went any more wrong for England. It was just, it was just delicious. That Lampard free kick as well is absolutely surreal. Kind of on the basis of why on earth are you hitting it from that kind of distance? Like the player, he hits the bar. He's, he's pretty close. Or the, the one before that is the one he hits the bars. The, the one, the one that he, that Germany scored from just to, just after that as well. But the the one before that, the one he hits the bar that you mentioned, Craig, like he's so far out, it's ludicrous as well. I I'd kind of forgotten until I was watching the highlights as well that um, they'd made a big deal about how David Beckham was like going to be on the bench with them there as well, and it was in that era of like England managers having like the darkest grey suits that just looked t- like you could have put any human being in the world. Perfectly illustrated by the fact you put David Beckham, one of one of the the accepted best looking human beings in the last hundred years, and that's he just looks terrible. Like he looks terrible in it the entire time. Terrible suits, terrible look, terrible vibes, awful. But again, just that nice extra little 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 bonus as it cuts to the bench is just Beckham with his head in his hand. Fucking <laughs> yes, yes, and Jimmy. And, and it was good, and it? it was the last sixteen they got knocked out at as well. So you've got, you can really enjoy like a lot of the tournament when that's happened because it's like it was there was a full uh, you know imagine like the Suarez v Ghana and all that going on, and you're you're still half at the back of your head like about what what does this mean for England? But uh, you didn't have any of that nonsense, so you could thoroughly enjoy um, all of that. Yeah, and as you say, the the, the route to the final saw so, uh, Germany progress knockout. Messi uh, lose to Spain, uh, who then went to play in 
what is regarded by a lot of people as a truly terrible World Cup final, I loved almost every minute of uh, the Netherlands running around leathering people for absolutely no reason at all, other than the fact, well, they're better than us, so we're just going to kick them to death. I didn't mind that at all. Just yeah. a, a, a dirty midden of a game, but that was fine. Yeah, it was good. It's, it feels like the sort of thing that if it was to, again, to be played now in a, in a much more sort of, it really just sounds very fucking Jim Spence here, if it was played in a very more sort of modern, modern social media age, people would be outraged from basically start to finish in the entire fucking game. It's class. That, uh, I remember watching the, the, the young one of um, taking the, 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 the Kung Fu kick to the chest. Like, this is sensational. This is what I want from my game. This is what I want from a World Cup final. Grow up. Smashing. Do we have anything else to add on the uh, 2010 World Cup elimination of England? I don't think so. I think that I mean it was it was a thoroughly enjoyable tournament, and um, yeah, their their untimely demise was um, was a real shame. But these things happen in football. Over and over again, they do indeed happen. So that rounds us off once again. Um, we will be back with England's next elimination, which is the 2012 Euros, um, which is also, as we say, we're, re- we're entering a golden age of this at the moment. So we'll be back with that uh, whenever these are released. I believe some of them might already have been released, although I may have imagined that in some of the 50 email salvos that Fowler has of putting out Patreon <laughs> content. It's difficult to find fucking anything in there. Nonetheless, it, we, we it genuinely was over two years ago that we started recording these. I remember doing the first batch, so so um, they'll get there eventually. Then it did cross my mind. I was so, like, just there have been two briefly. tournaments since we started. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fourth road bridge at this rate. <laughs> Fucking hell! That actually will the be fourth, a fourth, the fourth bridge. Rail, the fourth <laughs> rail bridge. Sorry. <laughs> Goodness gracious me. <clears throat> Nonetheless, uh, thank you very much for your time this evening, Craig. You are very welcome. Thank you very much for your time this morning, Sean, just to cover all bases. Thank you. (laughs) And we'll be back soon with the 2012 Euros elimination. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.